You know what that sound means? It's another episode of Game for a Movie, where we ask, are you game for a movie? My name is Mike. I'll be your host this evening. It is Valentine's Day currently when I am recording. Obviously, this is going to come up after Valentine's Day because, you know what, life gets in the way, that kind of stuff. I tried to narrow it down to nine choices of some of the worst romance movies, rom-com movies, whatever you got movies. Uh, Yeah, so I tried to narrow it down between nine of them. And I've got one that was voted on by multiple people that is the true winner of the bad movie for this Valentine's Day special episode. Before we get started with that, of course, we got to talk about the one thing we truly love, and that is what are we drinking? I've got a Wicked Weed Perna Haze. I've had Wicked Weed on the show before. It is honestly a great brewery here in North Carolina. I believe it's in Asheville, if I remember correctly. And I think I've actually been there for a bachelor party. That just goes to show you how the bachelor party was that I don't actually remember if I was there or not. I'm pretty sure I was, but I don't remember. They have a special collection called the Hop Spectrum, which is four different kind of IPAs that are on their list. I'll say all four are great. This has actually become one of my favorite 12-packs is to get this Hop Spectrum. It's a little more expensive, but it's kind of worth it because all four beers are honestly phenomenal. Perna Haze is 6.9%. It is a little fruitier of a hazy beer, and it's probably my second favorite of the bunch in this 12-pack, which is hard to say because, honestly, all four I can drink anytime, anywhere. But I will say this is probably my second favorite of the four in there. As I said, it is Valentine's Day, so I hope you had a great one with you and your loved ones. Even if you don't have someone in your life, I hope you had an amazing Valentine's Day or that it didn't hit you too hard being single or anything like that. Because just so you know, you are truly loved. And I do mean that. I'm not just saying that. I truly do love you for listening to the show and everything like that. And I hope you had an amazing holiday. Even if you have no one to share it with, I hope you enjoy listening to me talk to you because I truly appreciate you guys listening in. All right, enough of that mushy stuff. We've got a bad movie that we are going to talk about. One that I've actually seen before when I was a kid. Uh, I say kid, I was probably, what, 13 or 14 when I saw this. And now I've been chosen to see it again. First, let me go over the candidates that were possibly going to be talked about on this show first off we've got norbit which is eddie murphy in a dual role situation truly one of the worst movies ever released in the month of february i thought about that um but that is also a rom-com gone wrong kind of situation there we've got the hottie and the naughty which is a paris hilton film i think that's all i need to say about that one the Romantics, which is Katie Holmes, Josh Duhamel, and Anna Paquin. We've got a guy thing, which is Julia Stiles, Jason Lee, and Selma Blair. And that's not the only one they've all been in together. Well, not Jason Lee, but there's another rom-com that was potentially on the list. Unfortunately, it's not bad enough, so I didn't include it on the list. But there is another rom-com that has Julia Stiles and Selma Blair together. I just think that's very ironic that they have two movies together. Hayden Pantier's I Love You, Beth Cooper was on the list. I just couldn't do it to myself. I read the book when I was like a teenager, and I absolutely loved it. 
So to put this movie into my frame of reference would possibly destroy me. So, of course, we're probably going to do it on a later date. But just for now, I just couldn't do it. We've got Kristen Bell in The Lifeguard. I don't know much about this one, but I've been told it is absolutely horrible. And that's from 2013. One that may come up next month is Miss March, which is directed and written by the guy from The Whitest Kids You Know. And it's about a guy who goes into a coma and his girlfriend is now the centerfold, Miss March. So you can just imagine how great that one is. There was Accidental Love about a girl being struck with a nail and finding true love. That's Jessica Biel and Jake Gyllenhaal, as well as a pretty stacked cast. I encourage you to look up that cast because I don't have it written in front of me. But I can tell you right now, those are not the only faces you'd recognize in this movie. And finally, the movie we actually covered. This one was chosen by multiple people because they just wanted me to suffer. It is from Justin to Kelly. If you don't remember from Justin to Kelly, it's from 2003. Yes, I'm also surprised that it was 2003. It features Justin Guarini and Kelly Clarkson, the runner-up and winner of the first season of American Idol. They both were contractually obligated to star in this film though Kelly firmly tried to get out of this because she herself knew that she wasn't an actress and didn't want to appear in this film is what I'll say she wanted somebody else to be able to do it unfortunately for Kelly that didn't work out she wasn't able to get out of it and so now we have this train wreck From Justin Kelly is a rom-com. I guess that's what you can say about it. And it is a musical rom-com at that. It also is a remake, which I didn't know, of Where the Boys Are, which is a 1960 uh, release date. And there also was another remake of Where the Boys Are that was released in 1984. So basically just keeps it going that it's another remake of the same movie. Of course, it was nominated for the Razzie for Worst Picture in 2004. It was the winner in 2005 of Worst Musical of our first 25 years of the Razzie Awards. It was also nominated for Worst Film at the 2004 Dallas-Fort Worth Film Critics Association Awards, of course. And the Teen Choice Awards, it was actually nominated for Choice Movie Chemistry between Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini. As well as the 2003 nominee for Teen Choice Award for Choice Movie Breakout Star Male, Justin Guarini, and Choice Movie Breakout Star Female of Kelly Clarkson. I will say a lot of that probably comes from the fact that they were the popular winner and runner-up of American Idol the first season, which we all know was just one big pop culture-like moment in time. As much as we can all make fun of American Idol now for how it's still going, how it's still limping to the barn, that kind of thing, the first season of American Idol, living through that was insane in how big a thing it was in like the zeitgeist and everything like that. People were calling in every week to make sure that their person made it to the next round. Truthfully, that first season had probably some of the biggest ratings and shares in media almost ever, and especially for a reality show. 
They had an average of 12.7 million people per episode. It also, of course, led to the creation of the career of Kelly Clarkson, who now is everywhere and honestly well-deserved and everything like that. I'm obviously going to talk about this bad movie she was in, but truthfully, Kelly Clarkson deserves everything she has worked for in this and everything like that. And then there's Justin Guarini, who also deserves everything he worked for and everything. But let's be honest, his career hasn't been the same as Kelly Clarkson's. So before we dive into the actual movie itself, I have a couple notes that are just things I remember from my first watch through. Uh, I saw this when I was younger and I knew it was bad back then. So I can only imagine now what I was going to think. And then I think all that needs to be said about this movie is that the main characters are Justin and Kelly, who are played by a Justin and Kelly. So that just shows the level of creativity on the writers or that they knew what it was in the fact that it was just a tie-in movie to the American Idol experience. Another note I have is that I'm glad that American Idol stopped making movies or at least forcing people to be in movies because this is the obvious circumstance that just didn't work. And they learned this lesson quickly. It wasn't like season two, the runner-up and the winner got a movie together, you know? Um, But I'm also glad that American Idol kept producing actors, even if that wasn't the goal in the beginning. People that I can think of with that is Fantasia Barino, especially after The Color Purple this past year, and Jennifer Hudson, who has been everywhere, uh, especially her roles in Dreamgirls. And as much as I hated the movie, she did kill it in Cats. Now on to the movie itself. We start off at a honky-tonk, we assume in Texas, because there's a throwaway, uh, throwaway line later in the movie that's saying how she is from Texas, where Kelly is singing, and she's singing to like three people. There's nobody else at this place except for the people who work there, one guy who's drunkenly passed out, Luke, who is a reoccurring character, not a ton, but at this point, we know that he's a bigger character than just a pass out drunk at the honky tonk. Kelly has been singing on stage. She steps off. We learn that she's like a waitress or something and that Luke has something for her, you know, that he, he has the hots for her. Kelly, obviously not interested, walks past him and goes to these two people who just walk in. That is Kaya and Alexa. Kaya and Alexa, you can tell right off the bat, are two best friends. And they basically got a cheap airline to fly them to Miami for spring break. And the cheap airline shut down. Neither of them have a car, and they know that Kelly does. So they're wondering if Kelly will drive them to Miami so they can all enjoy spring break together. This leads to a cover of the song Vacation, which is obviously done by the cast. And some terrible CGI names of the cast and crew as they are driving into Miami. Normally with CGI stuff, if it's a little older, I'm willing to forgive. But this was 2003 and this stuff looked like it was made in Microsoft Paint. Also, they are driving a yellow convertible that is very much screaming uh, Crossroads. Like the movie Crossroads with Britney Spears and uh, that whole crew. 
I very much got the same vibe, and I found out that Crossroads was made the year before, so I feel like that's what they were trying for as well, kind of. As the girls get there, we are introduced to the Pennsylvania Posse. That is what they call themselves. The Pennsylvania Posse is an alpha male named Brandon, a nerd played by Brian Dietzen, the guy who plays Palmer in NCIS, if you're a big NCIS fan like I am. Uh, He plays Eddie, the nerd. And then Justin who is supposed to be the likable one, but you can kind of tell he's kind of a party boy, you know, and maybe that's just part of his persona kind of thing. So that is played by Justin Guarini. If you couldn't guess that Justin was played by Justin. It opens to a big Miami spring break party. And my favorite thing is the singer on stage who constantly is just asking, are you with me? Yeah, ladies. Are you with me? Yeah. Guys, are you with me? Yeah. East Coast, are you with me? Yeah. Uh, The are you with me guy is definitely my favorite. And then it breaks into a huge song on the beach where Justin and Kelly kind of meet each other. And that's where our movie takes off. I will say I'm okay with movies being lip synced. That's fine if you're trying for a musical and everything like that. This one was very obviously lip synced where I knew it off of the first song that it's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, God. They're just they're just acting the roles. And I'm sure they sang it themselves like on the soundtrack and everything. But then it's just being played back. It's something. (laughs) There's also a lot of choreography of touching themselves and like moving their hips and thrusting and everything like that. You know, normal early 2000s choreography for this movie. I also have noticed at this point that I was like, majority of these people are probably supposed to be college kids on spring break, but almost all of them are at least like 30 or older. That's a lot of old people in this crowd. We learned that Eddie has an online girlfriend that he's trying to meet. And Brandon and Justin are trying to convince him to not meet this online girlfriend and just, like, meet these girls because they hang out with all these hot girls all the time and everything like that. And Brandon starts to rap to convince Eddie to ask these girls out. And then Brandon, for whatever reason, decides that he's going to whip his ass out. I don't know why, but that's just what happens. And he gets on the case of Officer Cutler. Officer Cutler is a young female, very attractive, even under her uniform. You can tell she's very attractive. The reason I bring this up is because at like the end of the movie, you see her without her uniform and they're all like, whoa, Officer Cutler, you're very attractive. You could tell right off the bat that she's not hiding anything by putting this on. Uh, She gives Brandon a ticket for obviously mooning everyone. So we can tell she's going to be a thorn in his side for majority of the movie the girls are then in their room and they're getting ready for their first real big party kelly is talking about this guy she met she doesn't know his name but she's kind of like interested with him she can tell there's something about him that she wants to pursue more of and alexa tells her to unclench and have a good time which she then goes i don't clench I don't know what these lines are at this point. Unclench and have a good time. I get that. But like, I don't clench. What? What do you mean? 
It also flashes back and forth between the two groups as they're talking about each other. Like Kelly's talking about Justin. Justin's talking about Kelly. And I wrote a line that they dance together for like 20 seconds in this dance monologue or this dance uh, scene. Dance monologue. Dance scene. They dance with each other one time and they're like super obsessed with each other because they could tell that their energies, they just feel it. At the next big party, Alexa runs into Justin and realizes that he's the guy that is part of BRJ Parties. BRJ Parties is this company that runs all of the parties for spring break. And Justin is in charge of handing out bracelets to the next big party, which I believe is Margarita Madness. I can't remember. It all kind of blends together. So Alexa is trying to get a bracelet for this party that she can get in for free. She ends up stealing all of them from Justin and then falls on her face tripping. And these girls go crazy stealing them. And then some other girls are trying to get stuff from him. So Justin runs away and ends up in the women's room to avoid all these girls that are stampeding him. Lo and behold, who's in the women's room? Of course, it is Kelly who is wondering if he goes into the women's room all the time. They have a little back and forth, but he knows he needs to get out of there so these girls don't, like, kill him, essentially, because they're trying to get all of these passes and everything. Kelly goes, there's a secret exit, and points at the window, and Justin goes, I'm not even going to get my hair through there, to which Kelly responds, I'm from Texas, I've seen bigger. I know there's going to be a lot of, like, cliches in this movie and especially like the double entendres and stuff but this one the reason it works is because it's talking about his hair and kelly looks down first and then looks back at his hair like i'm from texas looks down i've seen bigger looks up and this is where our conflict comes into play so he she helps justin get through the window and then she grabs a paper towel and starts writing her number in lipstick on the paper towel. Justin is talking to her through the window and is kind of like, hey, like, what if I take you to this burger place? Can I get your number kind of thing? She wads up the paper towel, throws it at him with her number, just knowing that she was going to give her number to him. And it falls directly in a puddle. Like she throws it immediately into this puddle and he can't read it. Doesn't have the number. So that's where the conflict starts. Meanwhile, while the scene is happening, Kaya meets Carlos. Carlos runs into her when she gets a drink spilled on her and is basically like, here, I'll help you out. Runs real fast, gets something to help her out, and they immediately get attracted to each other. And so they're talking, and obviously it becomes apparent he's not really there for spring break. He's a bus boy who works for the hotel that they're partying at. But he seems nice, so Kaya gives him the time of day and everything like that. Justin, very upset that he doesn't have Kelly's number, meets Alexa, who is very jealous that Kelly, without trying very hard, has already met this guy that she's connected with. And basically, he's like talking to her, and it was just like, hey, there was this misunderstanding and I didn't get Kelly's number and so Alexa because she feels offended and wants what Kelly wants decides to give Justin 
her number instead of Kelly's. So Justin has Alexa's number instead of Kelly's, but he thinks he has Kelly's number. Alexa knows that he doesn't have Kelly's number and that he's texting her. So when he first texts Alexa slash Kelly, because he thinks it's Kelly, and invites her to a place, basically she texts back and is just like, I'm not interested, sorry, see ya. Thinking that he's going to forget all about Kelly and that maybe Alexa might have a chance. That, of course, is not what happens. Meanwhile, with our other couple, Kaya is talking to Carlos, and Carlos is kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm busy all the time. I work all the time. And she goes, well, I'm here for the week. If you're not busy, let me know. I'll give you my number. And Carlos is like, you know what? I'm free tonight. Are you adventurous? And Kaya's like, heck yeah. But she regrets it. And she's like, no, I say hell all the time. Hell, hell, hell. And it's just kind of awkward. But he still agrees to go out with her anyway. It flashes forward to that night and Carlos takes her to somewhere off the beaten path. It's not the normal spring break crowd. It looks like a storage container almost. He knocks on the door and they open it. And it's this club that's playing all this Spanish music, you know, salsa, that kind of stuff. And they start dancing and having a good time, and it's one of the best nights of Kaya's life. She's having a great time and is falling very deeply, very fast with Carlos. And of course, this is also a music number and basically a dance that everybody knows, even though she says she doesn't know how to dance and everything like that. She learns the moves fairly quickly because, you know, musical movie. So now it's the next day, and Justin is texting Kelly once again because he doesn't want to take no for an answer. He's not giving up because he felt that spark, and why did she give him his or her number if she was just going to say she wasn't interested? I made a comment at this point because it is 2003 at this point, so texting is not free. So obviously he's rich because he's not waiting until nighttime for free texts, and if you're as old as I am, you know why that joke is so good. We also haven't forgotten about Eddie. Eddie is hanging by the beach where these guys are playing this volleyball game. He is about to meet his online girlfriend. We don't really know her name, but online girlfriend and him are supposed to meet. And instead of doing that, you know, he gets invited to play this volleyball game because Eddie being awkward is funny in this movie. Kelly is having lunch at this burger place that just so happens to be the one that Justin was trying to text her about. And so he shows up out of nowhere and they have this awkward moment where he accidentally pours hot sauce onto her and like they're talking for a little bit. He apologizes. and He also says, are we still on for the marina at four? And she goes, sure, whatever, whatever, trying to get the hot sauce off her. And then as he leaves, she goes, still on? Questioning it, she's starting to figure something out, but not quite everything, and it's all good. She shows up at the marina, which he helps her onto the boat. She obviously has seasickness for a little bit of it because, you know, funny movie and moments. So she shows up to the marina, he helps her onto this tiny boat. She obviously has seasickness because funny movie moments, and then he starts singing R&B to her. And obviously it's a musical, so this is not one of those like weird situations where she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you singing R&B to me? This is one of those like 
feelings, singing your, your, your inner emotion kind of thing. And it really reaches and resonates with her. And you can tell they're kind of having this relationship gets a little, gets a little closer. In between their singing and everything like that, Kaya is hanging out with Carlos at the restaurant. I don't know how she's allowed back there when like, she's in the kitchen and everything like that. And she basically stands up for Carlos and is saying how he keeps being taken advantage of by his boss and everything like that. We never got any of these moments. It's just all of a sudden she's just, yeah, he's taking all your shit. He's doing all this stuff for you. And she go, or uh, the manager goes, oh, Carlos, is this truly how you feel? Well, good. You can have tonight off and every other night because you're fired. And Carlos is pissed because he's just like, Kaya, what'd you do? And Kaya is just like, I'm so sorry. I didn't expect that to happen. And Carlos goes, this is because you were only thinking of yourself. So they're facing some turbulence in their relationship. Kelly and Justin get back to Kelly's hotel. There's an awkward no kiss goodnight. But Kelly goes up knowing that they're going to meet up again on the beach the next day. Now's a good time to take a little break in the action to tell you all about our friends who were able to guess the bad movie correctly. We've got a big shout out for the first podcast to be able to guess our clues correctly about what movie we're doing, obviously, from Justin to Kelly. That is Digital Dissection Pop Culture Nerdity. You can find them at Digital Dissect 1 on X or the Bird app or whatever you like to call it. Become a dissector pop culture nerdity on video games, TV, movies, and celebrity interviews hosted by Dissector Mark and Joe V. They are a member of the Podbreed Network, so definitely check them out. You can find them everywhere, Spotify or podcasts or Good Pods, wherever you guys are listening to your podcasts. And they wanted us to say that they are pop culture guys covering their favorite properties and the celebrities that make them great. We're also expanding into exclusive content for YouTube, and we're non-litigious. Literally no legal issues at all. That is the kind of humor they have. They have an episode every single week. As well as he probably has a meme with my face every single couple of days. It just grabs him off our TikTok, Facebook, whatever, and makes it some kind of meme, some kind of way. Every single time, it's one of those things where you see your face and you just go, God damn it, how'd he get this one? (laughs) But we appreciate them. They are truly some of our best friends in the podcasting field. So check out Digital Dissection. Uh, pop culture nerdity you will not regret it especially a lot of their youtube com uh, content is fantastic so please check them out after of course you listen to the rest of our from justin to kelly episode i will also say that he guessed it off of the first clue which is probably a new world record i don't keep track of that stuff so i couldn't tell you exactly and i know we've had people get it off the first clue before but I really do think he was the fastest to do it. If not the first, he's definitely the second. I think he has the new world record on fastest time to get the bad movie. So congratulations, Digital Dissection. We appreciate you. Now on to the rest of the bad movie. One of the things I forgot that I didn't include a note of because it really didn't seem like that big a deal to me, but it kind of was. When... Kelly thinks that Justin is ignoring her. 
Alexa signs Kelly up for a whipped cream bikini contest run by Justin, where she finds out that he's the leader or at least part of BRJ parties. And this is a big deal because Kelly is just kind of like, oh, you're just a party guy. You have no no sense of anything and that kind of stuff. And Justin apologizes to her and was like, this is just a way to make money so I can afford my books and my classes and stuff. And Alexa definitely does it because she knows that Kelly hates that kind of stuff and being degraded and that kind of stuff. But it does also press a new problem in the fact that Justin then proves that he's just doing it to make money so that he can afford his classes and stuff. Which Kelly actually kind of finds endearing. Alexa thought for sure this would end it. Kelly would no longer be interested in Justin. That leads to the next day, another party, Alexa trying to get invited to the next party, makes small talk with Brandon, and she gets invited to the next party, no problem. Then she walks away and gets spilled with margaritas because she's not watching where she's going because, you know, she needs to get what's coming to her. Brandon also, because of this party and everything like that, gets another ticket from Officer Cutler. Today is also the day that Eddie has rescheduled that he's going to meet with his online girlfriend, but he decides he's going to tan first because he needs that glow to look good. And you can only imagine what happens, especially if you know what this guy looks like. I'll say that he looks like me, similar in complexion. Uh, if you don't know what I look like, I glow in the dark. So me and tanning don't really mix together knowing that kelly and justin are still infatuated with each other at this point even though all these misadventures and everything alexa texts justin saying to meet at the pearl instead of the beach where they were supposed to meet all because they had this conversation and kaya and kelly basically said about alexa is that she's a party girl you know kelly's like nice and kaya is smart Alexa is a party girl and they say it sticking their nose down at her. So she basically says meet at the Pearl instead of the beach to try to once again, get Justin away from Kelly. Why was that a big deal? Why is it such a thing about them calling Alexa a party girl? Well, when she gets to the Pearl, she has her own song as part of this musical and it's a sensual song where she basically just goes from guy to guy and kind of like is the life of the party. So therefore party girl, I don't know. I don't know why she hates this because truthfully she's done nothing to oppose it. And it's pretty obvious. That's what she wants to be too. And who cares if you're a party girl, you're a party girl, whatever, be who you're going to be. If she actually changed by the end of this movie, maybe that would be a bigger deal where it's kind of like, okay, you called me a party girl. I don't want to be the party girl anymore. But in no point in this movie does she even try to not be the party girl. So, of course, because Justin goes to the Pearl instead of the beach, he sees that Alexa's there and he's like kind of biding his time getting a drink and just kind of waiting until Kelly shows up because he thinks that Kelly is the one that texts him to meet at the Pearl. Because she doesn't show, 
or because uh, because he doesn't show to the beach, Kelly and Kaya basically they're talking about how he's just a different guy. He's a party guy, so they're two different people. And Kelly's like, maybe I don't want to be two different people. And Kaya goes, okay, we can work with that, and kind of makes her a party girl. Justin not seeing Kelly is like, okay, well, I'm going to take off. I'm not going to sit here anymore, Alexa. Alexa, of course, takes that as a shot against her and basically mentions to Justin offhand that, well, it's because she always does this. She has a boyfriend at home. And Justin kind of like is like, no, she she doesn't. She doesn't. And kind of walks away with that in his head. And then Alexa, because of the person she is, invites Luke from the bar in the beginning to Miami, who just says, sure, I'm going. No other precedence just shows up because he's told to be there. That same night, we also get another misadventure with Eddie. Eddie is in the hotel room, and the door gets knocked on and opens the door to Greg. We don't know who Greg is, but Greg thinks that Eddie... A is Brandon and B sleeping with his girlfriend. So he's ready to start a fight. Eddie, of course, is able to talk him down. And basically, Greg is just like, come on, we're getting a drink and we're going to talk more. And so because of this drinking situation, Eddie ends up getting drunk and passes out at the bar talking to Greg, making a friendship, by the way. And the online girl walks past Eddie, whose face is down because he is drunk. Next day, Kelly and Kaya show up to the next BRJ party, and they are ready to party. They get this whole song going and get the people going, and Kelly is dressed a little more rebellious. I'll say not very rebellious because this movie, I'm pretty sure, is PG. Maybe PG-13, but still, it's nothing over the top. Where you're like, oh, wow, she's really trying to get it. Yeah, it is PG. So it's one of those things where it's literally like she's barely wearing anything different. It's just a little more edgy to show that she's a party girl now. She's ready to party and show that she can be a party girl, too, to Justin. After their song, Kelly is kind of like flipped into a spot. And it's Luke that she runs into who kisses her right off the bat. And Justin, of course, takes that as a shot and like spreads them apart and like, what the hell's going on? And Luke gets into it. Luke gets really mad because it's two guys having a pissing match. And they do this hovercraft contest against each other. I want to say. That this movie at this point is not realistic about this hovercraft contest kind of thing. But at the same time, I really can't. Because in fourth grade, there was this really attractive dude. And there was this really beautiful girl that I wanted to ask out. And this really attractive dude wanted to ask out as well. He knew I wanted to ask her out. I knew he wanted to ask her out. We both talked to each other. And we came to the same conclusion that we would play a basketball game for the right to ask her out first. So this hovercraft thing, as much as I want to pretend it's outlandish, it's not that outlandish. 
and I hate myself for it. But I will say this was also in fourth grade, so I think I get away with it a little more. And I also wanted to be known that I won that basketball contest, and she he still asked her out before I could. Obviously, it's a fourth grade romance, so it really didn't matter because they never made it. And I don't even know if she said yes to him, but I never asked because I never got the stones to do it again, even though I fucking won the basketball game. Just saying. If you see me and you see him, you would not have guessed that I would have won this basketball game. That's why this is one of those ones I'm never going to forget because I won, damn it. I won. And I still lost. (laughs) Uh, Well, during this hovercraft match that Justin and Luke are having, Luke gets injured because of Justin and Kelly goes to his side basically just because she cares about like somebody not getting hurt and everything. Which Justin is like, oh, obviously they are together. I guess I lose in this situation. While Kelly and Luke are talking about their feelings, about the fact that Kelly just doesn't like him romantically. Which, by the way, we never see Luke again after this point. So, you know, sorry, Luke. Um, Carlos, we find out, got a new job. Kaya found out where he is. And is talking and trying to apologize to him. But he basically goes on this rant about how it's spring break. It's just a fling. It's not going to have anything. And that she doesn't understand that people are still trying to make their lives out there. And that she got him fired from his job. And that he kind of now is he's further from the beach. He's making less money. And there's less people coming. And he works at this like. Mexican restaurant that doesn't get a lot more people and that kind of stuff. And so he kind of just says, it's going to be a fling. It's nothing more. Get out of here. And Kaya walks away and she's broken. Alexa and Justin are talking at the bar about everything with Kelly and Luke. And obviously Kelly has now told Luke, Hey, you shouldn't be here. I don't like you that way. And I'm glad you're okay. And then she just sees that Alexa kisses Justin and like just completely kisses him. And she feels betrayed because of course she does. So Kelly's heartbroken. Kaya's heartbroken. And Alexa is trying to make the move on Justin. Justin, of course, breaks off the kiss after Kelly leaves, of course, because, you know, movie situation. And is like, no, this is not how it goes. I don't I don't like you like that. So Alexa also is hurt. Kaya's in the hotel room and the door gets knocked on and it's Carlos. And Carlos apologizes and says, come on, we're going on a date. Aren't you adventurous? And she is kind of like hesitant, but she does it anyway. He takes her to a nice eight course meal at a five star restaurant. It's a restaurant he used to work at, and they're able to set up a table right on the pool water. It's nice, but we don't see much of it. That's just all we see, and then it's over. Alexa runs into Kelly, and Kelly is just like, what the hell happened? And Alexa still lies to Kelly about Justin saying like, oh, you know, he's just kind of like a player. He has a new girl every night, that kind of stuff, and he seems to like me now. And 
then Justin walks into the same spot and Kelly and Justin, uh, Kelly runs away. Justin catches up with her. They have an argument. And basically like Kelly's like, no, you were kissing her. And he was just like, no, she kissed me. Like, I'm not that kind of guy. I like you, that kind of thing. And then he goes, what about you? You've been hot and cold texting me where it's like, you don't text me or you say you want, you don't want anything. And then all of a sudden you're like, no, I want everything. And she goes, huh? I've never texted you. I don't have anything. And this leads to the best line of the whole movie where Justin goes, yeah, you're just playing games with me. Well, game over. And then he walks away. <laughs> I just love that line because it's terrible delivery. And mind you, these two aren't actors. They were forced to do this movie. They just won a singing contest. It's not like they won an acting contest. So I get it. You know, it sucks, but I get it. Kelly, very confused, goes back to the bar where Alexa, Kaya, and Carlos are hanging out. Carlos is going to get drinks. And then Alexa's phone falls to the ground, which Kelly picks up, and she's able to flip through it and realize all these texts that she'd been sending Justin and realizes why he thinks that Kelly's been so hot and cold to him and was like, I would never do this to you, Alexa. I'm a friend. This is awful. You've hurt me. I'm done. Like, walks away. She's walking alone back to the hotel, and then Carlos and Kaya are just like, no, we're getting away too. We can't hang out with you anymore, Alexa. So Alexa's, like, hurt. Everybody, Everybody's hurt at this point because, you know, it just needs to have that drama because it's a rom-com where you can't have everybody just get along all the time. There needs to be that drama, that event that breaks everybody up. I also just thought of it at this point in the movie. So Kelly's lips at this point are very muted, like very, uh, and it's, it's not a bad look or anything like that. It's just very muted. And it made me realize she wrote the note at the beginning in red lipstick. And I don't think once in this entire movie, she used red lipstick. I don't know why I thought of it at this point, but it's just something I thought of and I needed to bring up. So there's like this sad song that Kelly is singing as she walks alone on the beach, you know, and she's, she's in her feels. She really just feels hurt, and she just needs to get this sad song out there. She just in her feels, and all of a sudden, Justin's there. And it's revealed that Alexa got him to go there and admitted that she was wrong. And so Justin and Kelly sing this song together, and you can tell they're reconnecting. They're singing in each other's faces like you do in a musical rom-com. And so that's that's basically uh, all the drama for this movie. Because we now... Kaya has Carlos. Kelly has Justin. Um, Eddie is probably going to meet with his online girlfriend, if you were to ask me. And I'd also think that Brandon's going to end up with a female cop who's been a, a pain in his side the whole time. The only question is, who does Alexa end up with? Because... You know, everybody has to be paired off at the end of this movie. So there's one final party. Everybody's dancing and they're singing to That's the Way I Like It uh, to close the movie. And everybody does kind of get paired with that. Uh, Brandon learns that the cop is really attractive and that we all knew off the bat. Eddie finally meets up with his online girlfriend who sees him talking to Greg 
and like realizes that she's just kind of like, oh, wow, that was really nice what you did for him. And he goes, yeah, I'm kind of like a romantic expert. And she goes, well, you don't want to hear my week. And I was trying to find this guy I met with online. And he goes, wait, and says her email address. She says his email address. And guess what? They immediately make out. Because that's what happens to the nerd in these movies. They immediately make out with somebody hot. And everybody's dancing and singing to That's the Way I Like It. And everybody's feeling good. And that's it. That's all. That's the movie. That's from Justin to Kelly. One crazy spring break and it's all love after this, right? I gotta imagine none of these relationships actually lasted because they're all built on lies or a week or whatever. So it just kind of makes me laugh on that aspect because it's just not a chance any of these relationships really last. So I'll say, uh, yeah, from Justin to Kelly, a movie I saw when I was a kid who I will say, I thought it was bad back then. Um, I can only imagine... Well, like I said, as I saw it here, it's still a bad movie. And I'll fully say that. It's still a bad movie. I don't want to pretend like this is some good movie or anything like that. However, as far as bad movies go, I did enjoy this. It's not good, but it's kind of like goofy, fun... And as long as you are going in with a couple beers and an empty head, you will enjoy this movie. I had absolutely zero expectations. I think that's the best thing to go in with it because I'm not sitting here going to tell you this is this is a world beater of a movie. This is a terrible movie and it has deserved all of the shit it gets. But compared to some of the other stuff I've watched, I would possibly watch this again. Not to enjoy, not to suggest to anybody, anything like that. But because I think it is better than some of the other shit I've seen. (laughs) And I think that's fair. This is what's going to happen when you put two singers in starring roles in a movie. That's what I think is the problem. I actually think this script could work with a better acting duo at the front. The issue is this is written for singers that are singers won a singing contest. So it's not like these are the best actors in the world. I'm never I was never going to it was never going to be that. That they even thought this was a good idea was, I don't know, crazy to me, you know? Um, But yeah, so I'll say that, uh, I'll say that overall, this movie's not great. I could watch it again, but I don't need to, obviously. Um, There are worse movies. There obviously are better movies and there are better actors. Obviously, Kelly Clarkson, her career has been fine. Uh, Justin now is a voice part on Super Kitties, 
which has had 12 episodes so far. So good for him. Um, I'm not going to say that's a win in my book, but at least he's doing something. And then Catherine Bayless, who is Alexa, she's been on various shows and stuff like that, including like One Tree Hill and Gilmore Girls. She's been in a couple episodes of both of those. Uh, the real winner probably of this whole thing is the person who played Kaya. And that is Anika Noni Rose. If you recognize that name, she plays Tiana in The Princess and the Frog in the Disney universe. Also reprising that role in several different spots. And she was in Dreamgirls and Everything Everything. So she's the one that probably came out the best besides Kelly Clarkson. Because let's face it, Kelly, we we all know how she's doing. She's she's gonna be okay in the in the line of life. So there you go. Uh, that's from Justin to Kelly. Um, if I had to give a rating to this, I'm going to give it, I'll give it one out of five, uh, one out of five, uh, misunderstood text messages, one out of five misunderstood text messages. That seems right. Again, not a great movie. I'm not going to suggest it to anybody, but it's way better than some of the other shit I've seen. And Truthfully, it's kind of fun if you turn your head off and just enjoy. It's ridiculous. It's a love story over spring break with various songs thrown in with two people who are really singers, not actors. That's the thing, too, is their chemistry is not great. I'm not going to say their chemistry is anywhere other than where it was. That being said, it is kind of fun to just turn your brain off and enjoy this Sexy people being sexy, singing, dancing, having a good time in Miami. So there you go. That's from Justin to Kelly. There may be one of those other uh, romance movies happening later on the podcast this month or some other fun stuff that we have going on. I definitely have some great ideas coming up, including the month of March is going to be one of my favorite months that I've done in a long time. So yeah, that is from Justin and Kelly. I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. Again, I truly love all of you for listening to the show. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. If you feel so inclined and you have enjoyed what you have heard, can you give us five stars on whatever you are listening to us on? I don't normally ask for this, but truthfully, it just feels nice to feel that love reciprocated. And in this spirit of love and everything like that, we truly would be appreciate it. Thank you guys very much. Um, Even if you're just enjoying listening to me talk about from Justin to Kelly or other bad movies, I truly appreciate you listening to the show. So thank you for listening to the Game for a Movie podcast. I've been your host, Mike. I'll see you next time on Game for a Movie where we ask, are you game for a movie? Have a good night and a happy Valentine's Day. Bye.